Welcome to Pod Academy. The Potential Difference Summer 2013 Special with me, Dr. Radu Spore. It's a glorious day on the University of Surrey campus and July means graduation. Hundreds of students and their parents are celebrating their success with cake, champagne and a lot of sunshine. The students have been working hard for their degrees but today they're working even harder to keep themselves cool. Wearing black robes and black hats on the hottest day of the last five years is definitely uncomfortable but this is a physical reminder of the colossal amount of energy that the sun is throwing at the earth. Harvesting this energy is a priority for research groups around the world and Professor Ravi Silva of the Advanced Technology Institute is one of the leading academics who study solar power generation. Luckily, I'm heading to his air-conditioned office to find out more. I'm Ravi Silva. I'm the director of the Advanced Technology Institute at the University of Surrey. This is a unique institute from the point of view that we brought together all of the various groups working on electronics hardware, semiconductor, solid-state physics into one building. So we have common facilities for about 160 researchers working in teams and contributing to the efforts in a singular manner. It's on a sunny day like this that you can really feel the sun's energy, but we're not making the most of it. For the last 10 years, there's been a 40% year-on-year increase in terms of solar cell deployment. Surely there is significant capacity available in the world today. The answer, unfortunately, is no. At present, less than 1% of the world energy is being supplied by solar electricity. The sun gives us around 165,000 terawatts of energy per day. Now, typically speaking, the world at present, the 7 billion people at present, use roughly 10 to 15 terawatts per day. Now, you can just imagine the imbalance that we have there. The usage by the world populace is 10 to 15 terawatts. The amount of energy that comes from the sun is 165,000 terawatts. We only need to harness a fraction of the solar energy to meet all human needs. In a single hour, there is enough energy that hits the earth that can power the earth for a full year. So the question you need to ask is, if there is such an oversupply of energy, why is there an energy crisis currently in the world? The question comes down to simple finances. Although the cost of solar cells keeps going down, it isn't going down fast enough. So we need to come up with a new technology that makes things much, much cheaper. And this might be something that fits the Advanced Technology Institute perfectly. The group at the University of Surrey at the ATI is world experts in carbon-based electronics. And this particular area is absolutely significant when it comes to solar cell research. If you think of solar cell technologies currently available, they are dominated by crystalline silicon materials. Crystalline silicon accounts for more than 90% of solar technology that is available currently. So the solution that the University of Surrey is pursuing is a new generation of solar cells, which we call 4G solar cells, which is based on using nanoscale inorganic materials mixed with organic materials. 
So in these particular solar cells, we are using the flexibility of third generation organic solar cells, which are effectively solution processable, inkjet printable solar cells, and mixing that with inorganic nanoparticles such as carbon nanotubes, zinc oxide nanoparticles, graphene, this new generation of devices will give high efficiencies, costless, and in theory be able to be solution processed in order to maintain the low cost basis that is needed for the mass populace to utilize solar energy. But this is not a singular effort on the part of the ATI. The project that we are working on in developing fourth generation solar cells comes from a much larger pan-European project in FP7 called Smartronics. And this is a 12 million euro project. It is led by Tegios Logonthidis at Thessaloniki, Aristotle University. Each of the component parts, and this means 18 subunits, where the University of Sare is one of those units, work on different angles of solar technology. So our task within this is to develop these fourth generation organic, inorganic solar cells, or these are cells that I call inorganics, inorganics, punning on the words there, novel plasmonic solar cells, novel transparent conductors, novel carbon nanotube organic materials that increase the power conversion efficiency by 25% of conventional organic solar cells. Other partners are working on components that realize the printing of these as a sheet-to-sheet -sheet or roll-to-roll -roll process and by the end of our four-year program, we hope to have prototype roll-to-roll -roll development systems that can be used to print out these solar cells, much like you get your morning newspapers in these big roll mills. Uh, instead of having the standard black inks that you have, in this case, we will be using organic inks that have inorganic nanoparticles in there. And instead of newspaper print paper, we will have plastic paper. This is timely research on a worldwide scale, so getting support from the various interested parties is essential. Within the European Union, uh, people are looking for new ways in which to spur growth. And innovation is certainly one of the key vehicles both the UK government and the world is looking towards uh, spurring growth and economic prosperity in countries. I was lucky enough to be invited to give the keynote talk at the Nanotechnology and Nanoscience Conference 2013 held in Thessaloniki, Greece. So it was an opportune time from the point of view that when countries in Europe are looking for new technologies to innovate, uh, this came about. So we were able to define what the fourth generation of 4G solar cells were going to be, and this was accepted gleefully with many of the audience deciding that this was a research strand that they needed to follow. In terms of the conference itself, 22 European Union FP7 projects on solar uh, generation were present and uh, it was certainly a hit in terms of activities that it uh, created and interest it created for follow-up work as a result of uh, defining these new generation of solar cells. For me, it's back to the celebrations, with graduating students and their families who have travelled from all over the world. In some of their communities, affordable, reliable solar energy will be crucial for increasing quality of life. Harvesting the seemingly endless energy supply from our sun now seems more practical than ever before, especially for places where traditionally made electricity is unavailable. 
third-generation solar cells barely starting to be deployed are intrinsically cost-effective to make. The fourth generation will build on that through a mix of designer materials and device optimization to create truly sustainable energy on a vast scale. It's only a matter of science and engineering, isn't it? Potential Difference was presented and produced by Radu Sporek.